Hello and thanks everybody for your time and interest to listen to this audio. Just share time with us and trying to kind of be better on this type of best practices and sustainability. So today we have another special guest. Her name is Lindsay Kindred. Lindsay, also thank you for your time and presence on this series. Thank you for that. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And yeah, pretty excited to see what you can share with us. Now, a little bit about you. Is my understanding that you are an executive director and sustainable building specialist of the company Three Point Environmental. So, giving a little bit about my background with you, Lindsay, I can say that uh, me as a profession, I have worked with you in only one project so far. Hopefully, in the future, we can just uh, share more knowledge together and work uh, together as well. So. Yeah, we have managed one project, which is BMS. Now they changed their name for Clay, Claystone Landfill. And right. Yeah, but uh, but I know that you have further um, further background with better architecture. But before getting to specifics on that regard, can you give me a little bit of uh, understanding about your background, maybe like uh, in education or from where from where we are coming from? So if you can just uh, give me. Uh, more understanding about that? Yes, of course. So I didn't set out to become a sustainable building specialist. It happened through an interesting sort of choices that I made along the way. So my my undergrad is in a bachelor of science and I had my heart set on being a geologist and then becoming an environmental lawyer. But When I moved to Calgary, I ended up getting a really cool job at the city of Calgary and dove right into the corporate properties and buildings department. So I was 100% of the time working with sustainable buildings and policies and programs around infrastructure and the whole geology and environmental and earth sciences component went was was put aside um, for that and I, I really never looked back. So my educational background is is a Bachelor of Science, but it really doesn't beyond the chemistry and some of the hydrology and physics, it, it actually doesn't relate a lot to what I do uh, in my day to day. Yeah, no, that's a pretty interesting background, Lindsay. Uh, it's amazing how how everything can just turn out with a certain uh, specialty, right? So sometimes we can think that uh, nothing is related with uh, one thing from from another, and uh, all of a sudden you're still having these skill sets that are improving in certain ways. And once that you can just uh, get focused in a specific industry, I think like somehow your brain is pretty... Is pretty focused on just uh, trigger all the different components that you were uh, using on other, uh, maybe, I don't know, education or uh, proficiency in certain, in certain skill that everything can come together and it's just trying to be focused on whatever is your industry right now, right? So, um, so now, uh, what about three point environmental? So from where that name came from? Well, the genesis of that name was, Kind of a funny story when I, so I was, I was working uh, at a construction company when I started my company and I, I wanted a, a unique name and someone that I was working with had suggested uh, that I should look at the three 
the three tiers of sustainability. And I really like that, uh, that idea because green building is really, it's, it's a way of systems thinking, you know, looking at all the interconnected pieces and parts, but the foundation of sustainability is, is three pillars, the financial, the environmental and the social aspects. So I liked, I thought three point had a, a, a more snappy name to it. And it was quicker to say and easier to articulate and it wasn't maybe as expected and environmental wrapped in a full suite of sustainability services that we had intended on or that I had intended on providing so beyond green building certification we wanted to offer energy modeling and commissioning and environmental management planning and even environmental regulatory advisory services which was part of my background so that three point came from the three pillars of sustainability and environmental was that all encompassing category of the services that we intended to provide. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's a great approach. So, and I understand that uh, when we were working together on building for offices for this uh, company, I was, uh, I can remember that uh, you have a pretty full team that back you up in certain and uh, different kind of aspect of uh, these elite certifications. So can you give me a little bit more of understanding about how your team is comprised? Sure. Our, um, I love my team. I can't say enough good things about them. And they really make every day interesting and they challenge me. And they're such bright, young, committed professionals. Most of them our engineers, I think they're just drawn to the work by virtue of, of having either that background in energy management or construction, or there were, we've had architects on our team as well. So I think the nature of the business and the lines of service we provide are very much coveted by those, those individuals in architecture and engineering uh, and construction who are, who are drawn towards the greener side of, of infrastructure. So my my team demographic fluctuates, obviously, from year to year. We're a small company, uh, which is often interesting and challenging, but it keeps us really tight-knit and very accountable to one another and very responsible for each other. So those checks and balances help us grow as a team, and I feel deliver really good client services. And I would say that if there's one adjective that describes the team, it's it's innovative for sure. They're a really innovative bunch. Yeah, the most of the time, if you want to kind of just do really good things, that have a really good team as well, right? So I know that yeah. for experience, and uh, yeah, everything <laughs> can just move smoothly if you have the proper person, like person and personality in your team as well, right? So absolutely, they're so much fun. I, I do love it. <laughs> No, that's good. Um, so, yeah, looking at your website, I noticed that uh, you you offer like other type of certification as well. Sure. Yeah, there's a wide range of green certifications or green building labels, if you will. And I think the most recognizable of those would be the Leadership and Energy and Environmental Design Program, so LEAD. And within LEAD, there's multiple 
typologies and systems for interiors, for new construction, for homes and, and existing buildings, and also lead for neighborhood development, which we're fortunate enough to be working on a lead for neighborhood development project in Toronto. There's also the BOMA Best program, which is very much supported by the BOMA membership and, and that community across Canada very focused on existing building operation and maintenance and also built green and built green Canada is a really strong supporter of providing a program that's very detailed and very construction focused. That's been, I think more readily adopted by the construction industry because it makes sense. It's very spec based and it's very uh, construction focused. So there's a lot of familiarity and a lot of confidence with, with the user groups who are applying that system. And then we have well-building expertise on our team and well looks at the human experience, the occupant experience and the wellness and the light and the comfort and the health, the nutrition, the activity, even the food uh, of the interior environment and, and the impact that that building has on the occupants. So well is becoming a very, um, I, I think it's a more progressive rating system and it's moving us away from that strict adherence to energy performance and maybe the more engineering and technical aspects. And it's really focusing back on, on the human experience and that is kind of warm and fuzzy uh, social aspect of sustainability. Okay. Yeah, I think I think you you you're uh, trying to be or managing the to be the package in your in your company, right? So basically, it's not only just targeting for one path, but uh, also have like uh, uh, variances on on what the, the potential client will will require, right? Yeah, we want to be able to give people options and we're not married to a specific rating system. We're not married to a specific way of doing green or delivering a green building. We've devised a customized program for a First Nations building that is specific to their culture and the Blackfoot ways. And it incorporates very similar themes of of sustainability, but it's 100% customized to to this First Nations community. So there's a lot of flexibility and a lot of creativity that, that we can have with with devising and exploring new ways of, of green building. So it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. No, that's for sure. So so now I'm going to be a little bit biased on what uh, you have worked uh, with Bear Architecture, right? So the last uh, biggest project that you you are participating right now with uh, with this uh, West Park Middle School here in Red Deer. So can you talk to me a little bit more about your experience dealing with that project with us? West Park Middle School was really unique from the very beginning because the well, first of all, your team was they came at it from a different perspective, and I think that's indicative of, of uh, Barry Architecture's approach. And George was really keen on having the students involved from day one. So that was amazing and a one-of-a-kind experience we've never had. We always want to have the kids involved, but, but we rarely get to see that happen. But they were there sharing their ideas and talking about really cool, fun stuff. And some of it made amazing sense as well. I mean, they were looking at things like slides, but they were also talking about having iPod chargers in their lockers, which are things that we just don't think about. So that was 
I think that that layer of, of the student input and that, if you want to call it stakeholder engagement, was very unique. Red Deer Public School was very much involved. They're very supportive. All their teachers took the green classroom professional training, which again is unique and something that we'd never encountered before. And we were so happy to see them just really encouraging that sustainability learning and the green building program that was initiated in the school and implemented through signage and their eco club and the visual displays. It was just a really amazing multifaceted approach to to building a greener school from construction and design and operations and just the commitment of everybody involved so it was a great project it's we're, we're currently waiting to hear about the lead certification status it's in submittal stage right now so we're hoping for positive news very soon yeah, as you were mentioning, yeah, it was a pretty unique uh, process, right? Where the most of the time, yeah, we always talk about uh, what are the actual needs from the final user, right? But I can remember several charrettes, right, where the actual final user was taking decisions in in, in the schematic design phase. And uh, it was amazing that, uh, of course, like uh, 100% of all the different decisions that we took at those charrettes were incorporated. But I can say that uh, it was a big bunch of uh, different needs that the, the actual kids were requiring. And uh, we were trying to kind of just put their requirements in as a priority. And uh, I think a big chunk of uh, those decisions were made it through in the in the whole process, right? They did. You're right. And that's, to me, that's meaningful and valuable stakeholder engagement. It's not just a paper exercise, but it's a process of engagement and encouragement and that collaborative conversation that actually manifests in seeing that green vision come through to reality. And that's the intention of it. And that's the beauty of it. That's I wish we could do that on every project. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, basically the, the hidden values that uh, we almost never can share. But at some point when you have a product uh, finalized right trying to see the background of the whole process is pretty is pretty great it's pretty awesome so yeah we can we can call ourselves like pretty proud about that project and of course uh like all the team that made that work right you included as well so thank you for that um oh, so <clears throat> yeah of course so the other thing is that uh, we always talk about uh what was the great scenario right so if you can name some of the your strugglings uh, during that process, talking merely with the lead process, what was the, the, the main struggle or the main uh, learning curve that you can consider that, okay, well, that is something that I need to kind of take in consideration for future projects? Well, it's interesting to look at, look back and think of challenges or, or struggles because really... It's hard to pinpoint any one thing because it the delivery of a building is a is I look at it as a system, right? So I was once called um, the spider in the middle by one of my clients because I've got all these little webs and threads reaching out all over the place. So if I if I feel that part of that web is is failing or is weakened, then we bolster it. And so we're we're so quick to to fix or respond to what needs to be fixed that nothing honestly nothing really remains a challenge very for very long i think i think what like any project the most challenging piece would be 
closing it out, getting everything ready and, and finalized and keeping everybody's, let's say, energy level high to the end because we're, we're I'll say that we're stuck with this thing until it's certified and everyone else has gone off to the four corners to, to start the next project but we're still working on the certification and liaising with the Green Building Council to make sure that that, that lead or that um, built green or that well plaque is, is provided for the owner so I think when there's that push at the end to get those last little fragments of information, those last little pieces of the web that have to be tied off. That's where people can start to lose steam and we need to insert more energy into the process. And so I think that is and will continue to be uh, one of the, the main struggles that we see. How do you like it so far? Thank you for being with us. If you want to know about the following part, just keep in touch and follow us for the next part of this episode. And please don't forget to leave me a review on whichever platform that you're using to listen in this podcast, either good or bad. Remember, Mexican have thicker skin, you will hurt my feelings, that's for sure. And better yet, if it has some good criticism so I can learn from it and improve it, that will be even greater. I understand this hasn't been perfect, but it can be better every time. I recognize your time is valuable. I would like you to enjoy this moment with me as well. Also, if you like what you get from this audio, I will recommend you to be the first to share this info with your friends, so maybe they can get something valuable from it as well. Thanks for listening, and let's meet again soon.